Welcome to the Edutainer Podcast. My name is Erin Albert, and in this podcast, we explore the intersection of education and entertainment. Stay tuned for another great episode coming up next. Hello, everyone. It's Erin Albert. Right now, I alluded to this in the last episode, but I wanted to start a new mini series in light of the COVID 19 pandemic right now. And it's called The New Normal. So uh, look for the hashtag, The New Normal, out there as we go through the mini series. I am futuristic. One of my favorite things to do is study the future. And uh, I'm trying to find lemonade out of this lemon situation as many of us struggle to do so. And the one thing that I thought I could help contribute to is the conversation around the new normal, meaning moving forward, what is going to change around not only how we're living today versus how we were living at the beginning of 2020, but more importantly, what changes for the better are coming that will resonate and stick with us post-COVID uh, shelter-in-place initiatives and the 30 days to slow the spread and washing our hands and uh, hunkering down and really, in a lot of ways, socially disconnecting as well as physically disconnecting from each other. And as a high introvert, I... Uh, I don't have as many challenges, honestly, with social distancing, but even, even the high eyes out there, many of whom I will be interviewing for this podcast miniseries, are struggling a little bit with the social distancing portion. And so today I wanted to launch the entire miniseries with a good guest of the show. She's also one of my partners in crime on teaching social media, particularly to women and women entrepreneurs here in Indiana. You've heard her on the podcast here before. It's Amy Stark. And Amy and I had a conversation to kind of kick off this mini series to talk about one of the actual positive things, I think, out of this whole uh, pandemic situation. And that's the power behind social media how we've all still managed to connect to one another as we go through the social isolation portion of COVID-19. So Amy and I discuss uh, a lot of different things in this conversation, including video chat, of course, the Zoom boom, if you will, uh, lots of millions of Americans now discovering Zoom and online video conferencing, and really more importantly, how to stay connected to one another at this challenging time. Um, one tip that I've tried to put together is I have a good close-knit group of friends and we get together every Friday at noon online on Zoom. And it's been so wonderful to see their faces and connect and reconnect with several of them on a weekly basis just to check in. We're not solving any world crises. It's just good to connect with one another Last Friday, we met and actually traded little glimmers of hope amongst ourselves. What's inspiring all of us right now, either live online or somewhere around the internet that we can share with one another to encourage and foster positive experiences during the COVID-19 pandemic. So please give a listen to my kickoff conversation on the new normal with my good friend, Amy Stark of Digital Dames and Social Media Dames. 
I really want to get your take on social media and how it's really been the glue kind of holding all of us together for lack of a better term right now. So I have to tell you, it's been very difficult for me to not say I told you so about 10 times a day when I encounter people who um, let the digital skills lapse and now they're, you know, catching up real fast. Um, I, I love my older, my oldest brother is in Augusta, Georgia, and we had to walk him through um, getting Zoom on his laptop. He had not, since the time he bought his laptop, he put black tape over the, uh, over the um, camera and then has never done any, exactly has never done anything with it at all. And last night we got him to do that. And for about an hour, we laughed together. Um, I know that my, um, I know that my sister Debbie, who is the Presbyterian uh, pastor, um, her business is an essential business. Mm -hmm. And she has been forced to quickly learn how to connect with her congregation via digital connection and I always like to remind people digital just means it's a language it's so we have to learn this language we have to learn how to use it effectively so she's been thrown into the fire um, learning this new skill and I don't know if anything good will come of it ever I don't know it will change us we will change as a society quicker than if we had not. We will change toward a more uh, digitally connected society than we ever have before. We're here with Amy Stark today of Digital Dames and Social Media Dames, and we're having a conversation about the new normal. I know everybody's been using that term, myself included. I, I had a conversation the other day about we should be using this hashtag, the new normal. Because I think it's important to start, not only continue, I guess, the shelter in place initiatives that are happening across the world, but also think about how we're gonna manage through this COVID-19 pandemic after the surges. And so I wanted to bring Amy on the podcast to have this conversation because she's an expert in the digital arena and social media arenas. And frankly, those have been, uh, I think, keeping us together in a lot of ways as, or keeping us connected as a society uh, for good or not so good right now. Um, And Amy, what Beyond, I told you so. Um, what? I know that's awful. Isn't that awful? No, I, I think it's really spot on. I mean, I've talked to a lot of women entrepreneurs in particular who are in the marketing and digital space who are specialists in this arena, and they said the same thing. You know, the days of old school marketing for companies, associations, it's all over. So... Mm-hmm. The ones that really understood digital literacy, I think, are miles ahead. And that even goes for universities, that goes for businesses in the, you know, private and public sector, for that matter. If you can connect digitally savvy, 
uh, I think you're miles ahead and your business is not suffering because of it. Right. Um, employees don't have to learn on the fly how to use some of these technologies. Um, some of the more digital savvy companies already had that in place. Yeah. So, Amy, let's, let's hypothesize we have an old school business that never really got social media. The wall of COVID-19 has now hit that business. What suggestions do you have for the business moving forward to kind of navigate the new normal? Well, they should really use this opportunity to put together a strategy. And at the very core of any marketing program is who is your customer? Define them. I mean, define them as far as whether or not they like Star Trek or Star Wars. Do that because you um, don't want to work with someone that you don't, um, don't have an affinity with. So define your customer as much as you can and then learn right now where they are, where they hang out on digital platforms and do your best to connect with them there and give messages of support and, um, and comfort and show your customers right now. Uh, you can do this through Facebook. If you're not on any other platform now and you need to get started, just go ahead and start with Facebook. It's uh, the 800 pound gorilla. Now it may change, um, but I would recommend Facebook. It's the easiest platform for you to enter right now to connect with probably where your customers are. But I will again harp on YouTube. YouTube is so important right now. And if you have anyone who is digitally savvy at all, they really should be putting together a YouTube channel. If you do YouTube, Facebook, and I'm always gonna have to say Twitter because it's the top of the social media food chain. If you're wanting to connect with your audience and need a jump start uh, for a digital strategy, then those are the three platforms I'd focus on. But first, who is your customer? Who do you wanna work with? Do you wanna work with someone who um, is, uh, always like rated G doesn't ever use words that may be very common to you. Um, you don't want to have to filter yourself. And I will tell you, you know, Beef and Board's Tinner Theater has been closed this whole time since um, really since I think, I think March 13th, probably. Um, I was there picking up the deli tray for the unconference when I talked with Odell about it. And soon after that, they were restricted. So they've been dark this whole time and it's gonna be hard for them uh, to restart, but they are connected through their digital platforms with some of their audience members. And it's just a way to stay connected. It's not perfect, but it is a way to stay connected on some level. Yeah, I'm super worried about the arts, too. To your point, I was having a conversation yesterday with another uh, fellow woman entrepreneur about the arts and how they're trying to adapt to this new normal. 
you know, think things like, can you get an orchestra together on Zoom and have a, con a concert? What are the limits there? Could you do screen adaptations on a Zoom? <laughs> you know, all, all of us in shelter in place are much more appreciative now of the arts and entertainment, I think. Netflix and uh, Amazon Video right now are just exploding because people are hungry for either an escape or entertainment, I think, in a lot of cases. But I want to go to Zoom for a minute and talk about Zoom because Zoom's got a little bit of controversy around it. Of course, the use of it has exploded, and I'm a fan of it in full disclosure. However, there are some privacy issues associated with Zoom now. So, Amy, I'd like to get your expertise in on live video conferencing and streaming. What, what are you seeing out there in your world, and how might people who are maybe naive to Zoom, like uh, your family members, for example, what should they do to protect themselves? Well, if they really want to protect themselves, they shouldn't be on the internet, period. I mean, I hate to say that, but anything that touches the um, public internet, the connectivity between places, the, the path between the cloud and then the cloud to another device, all of those are susceptible to hacking. Um, anytime you're on Facebook, you are susceptible to hacking. Anytime that you are using your um, email and click a link that you says that you think says Google, but it actually is g00gle.com or something like that, you are so susceptible. Now I don't know the specific uh, privacy issues with the Zoom. What I do know is. They had to take their um, the phone service offline because their servers couldn't handle it. And it is interesting to know that it's a different type of signal than via the phone. Um, or if you're using your smart device or laptop, that's internet protocol, that's an IP device. And phones sometimes are cellular devices and their servers are, are jam-packed and if they want to continue to provide the free service people are going to have to use the audio and video from their devices it's easier um, the traffic flows easier now I really can't talk to the privacy of zoom specifically but I can say that if you are on any social media platform you don't have privacy online I hate to say that People want to feel like they have privacy, but if I were a hacker, I'd be able to find anything I want to about you um, if given enough time and money. Hmm. Let's switch gears a little bit. I want, you were talking at the very beginning about how you're getting together with your family on Zoom. What other things have changed in your own personal life around the new normal, Amy, and I definitely want to ask you about social media dames, too, because you brought that up. We were scheduled to have it on Friday the 13th of March, and that was the day everything kind of came to a screeching halt here in central Indiana. So mm -hmm. can you share with us a little bit about your own personal story and then about social media dames? Well, I've been doing my best to study all the live platforms out there because I've been 
preaching it for so long and instead of just talking the talk I'm I'm doing my best to you know walk the talk is that what it is or walk the walk whatever I've been trying to do live events every day on some platform now I've missed a couple of days because I spent time putting um, together a well-lit um, that is you know flattering to me a well-lit studio um, environment where I feel comfortable and I feel like I'm I'm presentable enough because there is still that that female thing of not wanting to show your face and that's a real drawback for the the live the live events but I'll tell you Periscope is still amazing um, the if if you're looking for something to do as a live event um, I would recommend Periscope. It's the Twitter answer to Facebook Live, and it actually predates Facebook Live. It, I think it's the first major platform. Well, I think YouTube was doing it, but I think it's the first major platform that actually had live events. Okay. And I've been doing acrylic pouring because I love acrylic pouring. You know, my daughter calls me a philosopher and an, an artist. Um, two very, very marketable, you know, high-earning gigs. <laughs> but I, I do enjoy doing that acrylic pouring, and I have all of the stuff. So I've been setting my phone up and just doing it um, with an audience. And there are a lot of people. There's one guy, I think he's in London. He gets a coloring page and has, he's obviously a professional artist, has a whole board full of, colorful markers and pencils and all he does the the camera is on his page and all he does is color and talk to people who are interacting so i would recommend uh i would recommend periscope if you're really trying to learn i would think that as far as the live streaming it's the easiest one for live streaming now for your um relatives who may have shunned digital communications until now i think zoom really is your your answer it was very it's very easy because all um, my oldest brother had to do was click a link and it opened up like magic i mean it really is magic in my opinion well so talk about social media dames what since it was i, I don't want to say canceled i want to say postponed <laughs> What what accommodations now are you trying to figure out for a live gathering, if any, of Social Media Dames 20? And then what accommodations are you going to make in the era of social distancing and gathering in a kind of different and new way? Mm -hmm. Well, it's definitely going to be strange. Um, I think it is interesting that I was gearing up to announce August 2nd as the next unconference. It's a Friday, it's the same, uh, it was August 2nd in 2019, so it'll be easy for me to remember, you know, I have to use simple numbers or I get very confused. But yeah, August 2nd is something I have in the back of my mind. Now, of course, if, I mean, as I don't know when the uh, shelter in home, um, thing will go away. I don't know when we'll get a, a vaccine. I don't know when some of these um, very restrictive social distancing rules, I, 
it's so unknown at this point that all I can do is say, hey, maybe August 2nd, because it's a Friday and it was the same time last year. And as I understand, the warmer months may deter, um, although I don't think that that's been the case in Australia. It's their summer. So I'm not, you know, bottom line, I don't know. Maybe August 2nd. I haven't talked with anyone at Fisher's yet. I think they probably have enough on their plate um, to deal with this, but I don't know. Um, theoretically, we could do a series of Zoom unconferences, but basic, the basic answer is I don't know. Yeah, I think that's a fair statement. I think we're all kind of wading through that. I track pharmacy and healthcare meetings, and it looks like through definitely the end of June, folks are just not even going there. The earliest meetings that I've seen are July that are still on the books. So, and who knows at this point if those are going to happen. What, Amy, do you think about social media as it relates to kind of the isolation factor, the cabin fever fever factor that we're all kind of going through right now? I know I've tried to make it a point to reach out to my strong friends at least once a week through a Zoom conference call, and I try to see faces so I can make sure everybody's okay in my posse. What are you doing beyond the example that you shared with your family to stay connected to folks, especially as we all shelter in place? Well, I do have a group of friends and, um, of course, my family that I pay attention to. There are different concerns with different parts of my family and my group of friends. Um, For some, they are used to isolating in place because that's just their character. I mean, they they are introverts and they're good with this. There are some people in my family that are just really, they're going uh, stir crazy, but they understand the importance of what we're doing as a, a, a society to make sure that we protect our most vulnerable individuals and also protect our um, healthcare providers who are on the front line. I'm not sure that the experts even know the best way to keep social distancing. You know, now they're saying you should wear a mask or not a mask, but you should wear like a bandana or I, you know, that day that Lori came over and we were doing that uh, uh, live event, the Facebook live, I had a do-rag that we used to put on my dog, Oscar, and it makes a perfect like facial thing, and it's uh, very attractive. But I think people should be creative with their facial coverings if they are going to go outside. Um, but I'm, I'm still, you just, you have to suck it up. I mean, for goodness sake, aren't we one of the societies, aren't we one of the, the um, countries that, has the reputation of just wanting to be lazy and lay around. I mean, come on. We've been working on this for a while. We're good at this. We can, we can do this. We got this, huh? Professional couch potatoes unite That's independently. Right. That's right. <laughs> That's right. And All right. make sure you are connecting with, um, you know, I am actually alone. My isolation in place is solitary. So 
these live events and these connections here are really my only contact with the outer world. And that's very interesting. Um, but it's there. It's not perfect. It's not face-to-face -face in the same space at the same time. But it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty close. Um, and you're able to just keep that connection going. So we're here with Amy Stark today, and we're closing out um, the first episode of the New Normal podcast mini-series here on The Edutainer, now in light of COVID-19 and the shelter-in-place initiatives. Amy, can you share with our listeners where people can connect with you and learn more about you? Well, um, that's a very good question. My, my favorite way of connecting now is through Facebook direct messaging. If we're friends on Facebook, that gives me one layer of uh, weeding out. Um, my email address is amy at starkrealitycheck.com. But as you, Erin, probably know, I don't check that very much. I don't like my email. So um, a, a direct message on Facebook or on Twitter. Um, I've been paying more attention to that platform as well. And Twitter, I know you're relatively active on as well, right? Yes. Okay, perfect. Yes, I am. And I wasn't for a long time, but um, I found, because I've been looking at these different live platforms, I've, I've fallen in love with Twitter again. Yes. Well, Amy, I want to give you a little challenge to think about as we close out today. I personally, you alluded to this earlier, would love to see a virtual social media dames. And I think now that we're all sheltered in place, I think there's an easy way for all of us potentially that we're speakers to put together our five-minute presentations. I'm going to share with you right here, right now. I'd be happy to do that. I was talking or going to talk about live streaming and live streaming actually has even changed for me now in the new normal because bandwidth rates have just plummeted uh, now that everybody's working from home. So I've had to adapt wow. myself. Yeah. So there's your challenge. I don't know if you can come up with it or not, or if the other speakers would be down with a virtual social media dames, but I would personally love to see it. I think it would be super inspirational right now for all of us. All right, let's set a date. And it, you know, I work best with a deadline. So right now, set a date and I will work on that just over the next maybe week and a half. Yeah, I love that. I, I think a goal, a good goal would be to have everybody's videos ready to go by end of April. Okay. How about, how about uh, the third week in April? Okay. Sounds good. Okay. So so make sure that you have, uh, and, and how should we do this? How, how should they get their story to me? I think YouTube, just the, the tools that you just alluded to. You could use YouTube. You could throw up a quick, uh, quick time video. You could record it on Zoom. You could record it in a lot of different ways using free tools. Periscope, um, I believe, has a recorded version. Instagram stories. I know people on Instagram television have really skyrocketed as well. So maybe it's just sending you a link and then you come up with a virtual, you take the old school program that uh, you had put together that's beautiful and then put in the URLs so everybody can just go watch the videos. I think that would be so cool. Okay, that's it. That gives me, that gives me a goal. So I'll work on that. 
and um, and thank you for the idea and the encouragement. And we'll get that. We'll get that happening because you know what else? <laughs> what else am I going to do? Exactly. I mean, I'm doing a lot, but you know that's a good project. Well, I, I know I appreciate your expertise, Amy. I'm thankful that you're coming on the show and be one of our first guests for this new mini series because there's so many people out there that didn't get on the bandwagon of social media and now it's, I think, limiting them to some extent. So I still want to proselytize the benefits of social media and I'm grateful for your friendship because you're on that bandwagon as well. So thank you, Amy. Thank you. It's my pleasure. Thanks for listening to the first episode of The New Normal. My name is Erin Albert. You can always find me over at Twitter, at Erin L. Albert. Of course, I'm on Instagram as well, at Erin Albert. And I'm on LinkedIn. And if you have an interesting story about your new normal, both today and into the future, maybe it's working from home and that dynamic changing for you. Maybe it's working with your family. Maybe it's something completely different off the beaten path that you've experienced or discovered for yourself and would like to share that experience on our podcast. I'm certainly open to that. Feel free to connect with me at any of those online portals and let's have a conversation around what really the new normal is going to look like. I'm really excited about all the folks that I reached out to in my network thus far and agreed to come on and have these frank discussions. Not always 100% positive, but change never really is always positive. Uh, it's just an opportunity. So I look forward to serving you all through this podcast mini-series. And if there's anything I can do to help you in this changing dynamic, don't hesitate to reach out. Until next time, take care. <laughs>